you are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jeff Garcia, and this is Locked On Spurs. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your San Antonio Spurs still have the day off. They don't resume action until a couple of days from now when they face um, the New York Knicks. So hopefully the Spurs are going to measure a revenge in that game. We all know what happened the last time these two teams met out in the Big Apple. But as we wait for some Spurs action, there's a lot of topics to be uh, discussed when it comes to the silver and black. And maybe the biggest one right now is Derek White. No, not necessarily what he's doing on the floor, which is just amazing. But what's going to happen to him in the future? And that future being when DeJounte Murray comes back. It's been on the lips of Spurs fans. Can these two guards uh, coexist? Uh, we're going to talk about that and more. And also on the show, uh, we're going to be talking about two guys that have been kind of overlooked during the Spurs six-game road uh, winning, uh, winning streak, that is. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the road already. Um, that being... DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. These guys are putting up big-time numbers. It's about time they get some love. So to do that and more, making his debut right here on Lockdown Spurs, my good friend Jonas Clark. He is a soundscape stylist slash radio board operator for Ticket 760, the Chris Duell Show, as well as the Sports Grind. Jonas, welcome to Lockdown Spurs. Hey, Jeff. Uh, glad to make my debut here, man. Thanks for uh, Thanks for having me on. Hey, you know what? It's, it's it's about time, too. You know, for all the times you and Chris invite me on uh, your show, uh, the Chris Duell Show, I figured, hey, why not pay it forward, bring you on, and let's uh, let all Spurs fandom hear what you got to say about the silver and black. Are you ready? I'm ready, Jeff. And by the way, you can follow Jonas Clark on Twitter at, uh, I think it's Jark Clonus. <laughs> so, That's uh, right. A little play on my name, Jark Clonus. Yes, sir. All right. There you go. All right. So, Jonas, um. Let's put it this way. Derek White has been just a stud. You know, just in his second season, he is putting up big-time numbers. Post-All-Star break, I'm talking the blocks are up, the points are up, the basketball IQ is out, is out the window. Popovich is just showering him with praise, as well as LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan, the team is just loving it. And that's great. But it kind of came in a bittersweet, I guess, moment, if you will, because DeJounte Murray is out this season. And it wasn't for that incident in the pre- in the preseason when he tore his uh, ACL, uh, maybe White wouldn't be in this position. Now, maybe that's a topic for a different day. But today, you know, when you look forward, Jonas, these two guys are going to play with each other next season. And right now, right. Spurs fans are saying that, hmm, do we have a point guard controversy or maybe a point guard issue? Or, but but at the end of the day, I mean, I think that's just BS. You know, I think these two guys can coexist. What do you think? I totally agree there, Jeff. And, and you look at it, too. Yes, they both play point guard for the Spurs, but Derek White's natural position is a two guard, you know. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities to have DeJounte and Derek on the court at the same time next year. And uh, it, the development of both of them speaks volumes of the Austin Spurs in the G League. Oh, yeah. uh, this is around the time where we saw DeJounte really start to break out on his own, um, and Derek White is following that same progression. I think that when you have two guards, uh, both understand how the ball moves uh, with and without them. Mm-hmm. And 
they're two young guards uh, coming up right about the same time, so I don't think there's any other stress of you're the veteran, I'm the young guy, uh, you should get the ball over me. Uh, I think that I think that there's not going to be an issue at all when when Dejounte comes on the court, uh, steps on there, and and you're able to have him uh, beside Derek White. Uh, you're going to have a lot of defense. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Outside of you know the offensive potential, but uh, they're going to be able to lock down backcourts of opponents. Yeah, I want to touch on the defensive aspect of this. You know, people forget Murray actually got a big award. Uh, last season, he was named to the All NBA Defensive Second Team. Not, not too shabby mm-hmm. for a young guy. You know, this guy Murray. That is, he, you know, not only is he excellent slasher and you know explosive, he can rebound. This kid can rebound. He he was one of the better rebounding guards uh, last season before he got hurt. Now you throw in the defensive uh, spike in White's game, six blocks versus the Hawks. You had the. Yeah, you had the very first sentence of uh, Hawks head coach uh, Pierce just out of the gates postgame says, all right, who talked about Derek White pregame because you put a hex on us, and then he called him one of the elite defenders. Can we talk about just that defensive aspect these two guys are going to bring next season? Well, both of them have motors that don't stop. You know, they to be around the ball and, and they make they make that effort uh, on both ends of the court but especially on the defensive end it can be felt uh, all season Derek White has taken the best scorer from the opponent and, and held uh, if I'm not mistaken Kawhi was held to right around uh, 20 points mm-hmm. uh, when, when the Raptors came down to San Antonio and uh, he's just been lights out uh, on that on the element, and, and not a whole lot of steals, but just, you know, the guys the guys that he's covering aren't scoring. They're not putting the ball right. up. They're having to pass out and, and rely on the shots from somebody else, and I think that's what's really been huge. Yeah, we, maybe we should have brought Trey Young on, on this show. To, he can uh, attest to D. White's uh, defense. I mean, just to slow down that guy, 8-for-22 shooting uh, in the last outing between the Hawks and Spurs, uh, D. White was a blanket. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, Jonas, but I thought Today's NBA is positionless. It should be okay if these two guys play the same uh, spot and just interchange them, shooting guard, point guard. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean like in the old days where, you know, Murray, you are a point guard and that is all you're going to do. I could see these guys just simply mixing it up and Popovich really switching these two guys out on the court, on the court, off the bench. You know, one day Murray starts PG, you know, then White starts at PG. I mean, this is a position as basketball uh, era NBA uh, that we're looking at, Jonas. Uh, agreed. And you look at the potential then that Popovich has for, for rotating lineups. It just keeps the other, the other team on their heels as to whose, whose assignment is who. Uh, and, and you, you look at the hybrid, that position less player. And, and the one that sticks out, I think to most, in most people's minds is, a guy who can get uh, a triple-double, maybe not as easily as Russell Westbrook. But LeBron James, you know, he's almost more dangerous passing the ball than he is scoring the ball. And you have these two young players who uh, who have the vision. Again, they both play that one. So they, they're not necessarily looking to pass first, but they know how to create passes uh, and, and find the passing lanes. And uh, I think that, again, it just makes those rotations and what Popovich can do moving forward uh, – in terms of that ball movement that the Spurs are famous for, 
just that much more lethal on the attack. You don't know who's shooting the ball and uh, and who's really going to pass it up. Yeah, let's put it this way too. Let's just say that the um, White has to, you know, maybe relinquish the point guard duties next season uh, full time and give that back to Murray. Oh no, the Spurs right. are going to have Derek White coming off the bench. Not that, you know. I mean, what a bad situation for Pop to be in. Yeah, I, I mean that, that just then speaks to depth, right? And uh, and. Football, you never want. You always want to have a decent backup quarterback in case your first quarterback goes down. And uh, I saw a tweet earlier in a conversation that you and I were having about uh, this: Does Dejounte or does Derek White's performance make Dejounte expendable? And I and, and I'm a big football mind, and I think why would why would you trade your backup quarterback if you consider the point guard the quarterback of the NBA offense? Then why would you do that? Why? We already know that uh, you know Dejounte now uh, he's going to be flagged in the NBA as having a an injury history with this major ACL tear, uh, and so would something like that happen? You know, knock on wood to Derek White. Would you really want to um, have yourself short at the position again and scrounging to find a replacement? Uh, should you you know decide to trade Dejounte Murray out of town? Yeah, you know, these two guys next season are going to provide a nice one-two punch at the guard position. Uh, I dare I say they could possibly be maybe one of the better defensive uh, backcourts next season. I mean, I think that's not going too far out on the limb considering how, not at all. how you know, White is getting attention for his defense late in the season. and We know what DeMurray can do. We saw that last season before he got hurt. And I, and I think this, too, there's also this X factor that is Murray's hungry. He wants to get back on the court. He's constantly posting on the social media how he wants to be released, how he wants to be uncaged, how he wants to, you know, he's ready to go. He, he can't wait. There's also that factor, too, because I think he's seen D. White become the point guard that he is, the guard that is, I, I should really say. And he's probably just chomping at the bed saying, you know what? Here is Murray looking up from the outside in and saying, you know what, I'm going to really do well with this guy on my side. Yes, and, and you know, you have to – I think that DeJounte likes to share his progress so much too, especially as uh, Derek has had, started to have his success because it's more of a don't forget about me, don't forget what yeah. I can do too, uh, you know, because uh, he's still in his prime on his rookie contract. Uh, the Spurs – striking the ability to have them both in back-to-back draft. Right. Uh, it, it speaks great to R.C. Buford and, and Popovich. And speaking of Popovich, uh, after the uh, Spurs win over the Dallas Mavericks, um, he said this, quote, his confidence level and his ability to command the respect of his teammates has been great. Command the respect of his teammates. I, I get it. I see his X's and O's, and I'm loving it. But I think when a second-year guard already has the respect of veterans like DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, Popovich, uh, Patty Mills, that has to be huge for him. Most definitely. And I think that the confidence really came from from him owning what he was really good at, which is defense right from the start. And we know, you know we, we've been able to see that. As of late, he's been uh, you know since the uh, since the new year, the turnover into 2019, uh, he's really started to open up that scoring a bit more and feel confident with that. Again, as a point guard, you kind of have to you know 
you're a ball distributor, sure, but you have to be confident to take your shot too and know that you have the open look rather than, than trying to, to pass it out, especially in an NBA that has the pace that uh, of the run up and down the court and shoot that we're in nowadays. Yeah, and more than likely next season, what you're likely to see is Murray perhaps getting the uh, reins once again at the point guard spot. Um, obviously, there's DeMar DeRozan. Don't know if Pop wants to tinker with a small ball kind of unit, maybe push him to the three and have White on there at the two. Don't know how that's going to happen. But, mm-hmm. I, again, this is a situation I think any team would love to have. Um, okay, you're bringing off D. White off the bench. Phenomenal. Great. He'll be an impact player off that bench. You start him alongside Murray, my goodness, they're going to lock down some of the better guards in the NBA. Uh, you move DeMar to the three, my goodness, you got a very viable small ball unit, Jonas. Yeah, and, and even if you know you give Demar a little rest, you can you can run with a bigger lineup, and and you can have uh, Derek and Dejounte out there, put Davis at the three, yeah. uh, L.A. at the four, and Jakob at the five. Yeah, and and then you you still have uh, aside from L.A., you have a bunch of young guys who can run the court really well. Jakob's speed is, is one of the things that impresses me most mm-hmm. about him at that five position there, and then um, and and. You know, Lamarcus isn't no slack either. He could he can move still. So uh, w- when you look at the potential lineups again, I think the depth. Everybody's so so quick to dismiss players and be like, okay, well we've we've got the starting spot filled. We can go ahead, you know, by by this up and comer. We can go ahead and trade our our first ra- our first stringer. And uh, again, you know, football is one of my heavy focuses, and, and mm-hmm. I don't think that the the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, go as deep as they do if they decide to get rid of Nick Foles. You know, right. within the over the last two seasons with Carson Wentz dealing with injuries, yeah. so uh, you just feel that much more confident as a team. Uh, you know, your defense feels more confident. Should happen something happen to your starter, your your starter's in a slump, and you just need to get him out of the game and 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 put some some fresh blood out there uh then your defense and the rest of your team really feel that and they can feel, feel off of that rather than um a little disappointment of of missing that star talent you know that you're deep yeah this team is going to be deep uh when it comes to the guard spots you know we're forgetting batty mills Bryn forbes <laughs> lonnie walker um, right yeah you know they're going to be stacked next season at that spot it's going to be interesting to see what the spurs popovich and buford will do in the offseason no i'm not trying to hit at anything but uh it's a it's a very good problem to have for the spurs uh you know jonas fans want this team to get young well they're they're young and they're going to get younger next season with the return of murray and he'll bring that athleticism and youth but you know before we close this segment jonas there's no pg controversy here is there no, no. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that uh, if anything, again, you, you're just spoiled by riches at depth, and 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 it's it's okay to be spoiled at times. It's okay to you know uh, don't be afraid of, of success, and and that's almost what it feels like here. Is is um, it, it's maybe not the old way, but everybody's you know been hopping on Popovich about about his way not fitting in this NBA and I think that uh especially on this six game winning streak um at what they've been able to do at home on the road in the fourth quarter uh against tight games I think that it, again it speaks to to the Spurs way 
and in pop we trust yep there's um a nice bright uh, horizon next season once murray gets back and he gets paired with d white oh my goodness this this duo is going to be a handful for opposing nba teams jonas and i are going to take our first break we get back we're going to time uh, we're going to take a little time and give some love to a couple of all-stars wearing silver and black All right, Jonas and I, we are back. And uh, you can follow Jonas on Twitter at, I love this thing, Jark Clonus. Sounds like Darth Vader, Jark Clonus. Very, very It's Sith- a very close fit. Yeah, very Sith-like of you. Uh, yeah, Jark Clonus on Twitter. He is uh, the Soundscape stylist, radio board operator for Ticket 760, The Chris Duell Show, as well as the Sports Grind. Jonas, uh, you, you look, D. White deserves a lot of um, pats on the back, and rightfully so. He's been playing great. There's no doubt about that. But right. behind, but also on the court, there's two guys that have really been stepping up their game in this in the six game winning streak, and I'm talking about um, Demar Derozan and Lamarcus Aldridge. My goodness, these guys are wrecking it back to back games where they scored twenty plus or more points each. You're looking at DeRozan, who had 30-plus points in the win over uh, Dallas. Again, LaMarcus pumps in, what, 26, 28 points over Dallas? That's heavy. Yeah, this has to be great for the Spurs uh, because this is the right time for these two guys to get clicking with a stretch run. Exactly. I mean, these these are your veterans. This is your veteran core. Um, that at times this season have seemed to underperform. But again, they're, they're kind of hitting their own. It's almost like, uh, Jeff, that they, that they knew that this time of year was coming, that this is the, you know, like the, the veterans know that this is a time when it really, really matters as the races for spots, uh, for those eight spots in the playoffs become really tight to really kind of turn it on and focus their game in. Um, you know, whether you spend parts of the season working on your shot, working on a different part of your game, this is the part where all those, uh, you know, dominoes should start to fall. Everything should start to feel natural. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. You know, Bryn Forbes um, actually had a comment about um, uh, DeMar and LaMarcus playing so well. You know, I think it was after the Bucks win, uh, the Spurs win over the Bucks, that is, excuse me. Um, and he said, you know, if these two guys get going, watch out NBA. That's basically what he said. And I think he's right because not only do this do opposing teams or maybe whoever the first round opponent is going to be in the postseason have to deal with a guy like D white has been playing greater and, and the depth at the three point shooting, you mentioned Bartons, you know, Marco Bellinelli, you know, he's definitely on his game. Then you got these two guys who bring in that mid range element and their mid range is the, the, the shots are knocking down right now. They're falling, especially for DeMar. Let's talk about DeMar. He, you know, he, he went through a very long slump right in the middle of the season but right when they came back from the rodeo road trip, he stepped it up a notch. Uh, let's talk about him, Jonas. What are your thoughts? I think part of that is maybe rest, um, being able to uh, step away from the game a little bit. You know, we know that he, he deals with uh, a little bit of internal, whether it be anxieties or depression, um, that he's been very, very open about. But just being able to, to step back, Focus in on what you need to. I think that, you know, the rodeo road trip is, is brutal every year. Uh, it's just this is our first time doing it with some guys who haven't gone on it before. Uh, and, and a lot of guys in terms of eight eight new players. And 
I, I think that, uh, it's, again, it shows the veteran element to him, uh, this being his, I believe his ninth season, uh, of being able to focus things back in, again, when it matters. And I don't, I don't know if, if again, he was maybe struggling with, with working on, uh, mm-hmm. on his shot, something that Coach Ingles was trying to get a, a more pure shot out of him. Um, if he was just feeling a little lack of confidence, but he looks very confident uh, when he when he's passing the ball, when he's shooting, uh, his court vision. It, it looks like his eyes are fully open. He wipes mm-hmm. the sand out of his eyes from the long haul of the season. Yeah, I, I you know caught up with him during the roadie road trip at stops uh, in New York and Brooklyn, and that's when you know the Spurs you know lost that game to Knicks. I mean, I swear I, I sat there in press row thinking. Jonas, what am I? What am I seeing here? Can this be real? <laughs> yeah, you know. Then his feelings after the game, and then you fast forward to the the game the next day versus the Nets, and another blown game. You know, the Nets were going crazy from deep, and same thing. He had that look like, you know what? They gotta get a win. They have to get a win. They gotta start stringing some wins, and here it is. You look at what Demar Derozan said after the Dallas game. First of all, Jonas. Did you like fireworks uh, because the Spurs won two games in a row on the road? I mean, seriously, did you? I have not lit fireworks <laughs> yet. Uh, I know, you know, Chris is dancing in the streets after every win, uh, literally dancing in the yeah, streets on Twitter. Uh, but I don't think that it's anything to get too, you know, overly hyped about. Yes, it's very exciting in the, in the fact that they're starting to figure things out on the road. But I think we're at a point where we're getting a good balance of of home and away games. At, at first, it seemed like a lot of home games because it, you know the schedule getting ready for that um, rodeo road trip. We did have more home games than, than most teams, and uh, that kind of fit well uh, in order to pick up some wins there. Uh, then the rodeo road trip being what it was, and um, the guys being away from home for so long from that home court advantage, the loud crowd at the AT and T Center. I think they've gone through a little bit of rejuvenation. They've come back, and, and, and the fans are still there. And I mm-hmm. think that that really builds confidence for a struggling team, too. You, 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 when you're on the road, all you see is headlines. Mm-hmm. And you, hear, you see Twitter and you hear stories. Um, maybe not, you know, a lot of negative stuff, not so much positive. And then you come home and, and see that, you know, your family, the Spurs family, mm-hmm. um, is still there. I yeah. think that's huge. Yeah, and I think it's obviously been beneficial for uh, DeMar DeRozan. He's out of his slump. He's averaging 20-plus points in the last six games. Uh, we talked about the uh, 30-plus point outing he had versus Dallas. Uh, you know, that first quarter, you know, what, 16, 17 points uh, just in one quarter alone versus uh, the Mavs. He's looking good. Now, mm-hmm. as far as LaMarcus Aldridge is concerned, can't forget about him. Um, he's kind of almost been Duncan-like. Not necessarily, I'm saying, because of the numbers or he's going to lead the Spurs to the title or anything like that. I hope he does. Don't get me wrong. Knock on wood. I really believe, you know, and hope he does. Right. And I think he's just been so underappreciated this season because he's been the rock. He's been the most consistent Spur. He's the one grabbing the boards, putting up the points, being that threat down low. Uh, even when DeMar was slumping, you know, he has been constantly there. And I bring up Tim Duncan's because, you know, that whole expression, oh, you didn't really appreciate Tim Duncan for what he did because he was just workmanlike in and out doing Yoma's mm-hmm. work. Here we go with LMA this season again, being the rock for San Antonio, Jonas. 
and, and it's that quiet confidence that he right. started to really carry with him, and that's where I feel he's most Duncan-like at this moment. He's all season he's been doing his work, right? Um, he's been grabbing the board. Uh, out, the, the adage for the season kind of feels like when Lamarcus scores twenty points, the Spurs are going to win that game, um, and that just speaks to his consistency about uh, about how true that's able to be. Uh, and he, he's on, I believe, it's a six or seven game streak, a seven game streak of, of scoring that twenty or more. Um, and and his, his leadership, that that calm leadership, the never freaking out, but also what him and Demar have been able to do down the stretch uh, of a game, and and that's where things have sort of started to fall apart during the road trip, and even just before, when it, whether it be home or on the road, uh, you'd get into that, that fourth quarter, uh, everybody's a little bit tired, and, and shots are just a little bit off. And for both of them to continue to think and, and be able to rely back on those mid-range shots or, or the, the high-efficiency shots rather than trying to force anything else um, and remain calm, that's, again, that's where it feels most Duncan-like for, uh, for L.A. Yeah, uh, L.A. and uh, DeMar really been uh, the foundations in this uh, six-game uh, winning streak. We know we talked about it at length already. D. White, I get it. You know he's he's spiking across the board, across the stat sheet. You know defensively, offensively, but he cannot forget about these two veterans, Jonas, because they're gonna need these two guys come the postseason. D. White's in his second season. He's a full-time point guard as of now. He's gonna get a healthy dose of what playoff NBA action is all about. So that's something to watch out for as the season uh, comes to an end and the postseason begins, how D. White responds to that. But the Spurs got two guys that have been through the wars. They've been deep in playoff uh, uh, series. DeMar, Eastern Conference Finals, you know, LMA, you know, with the Spurs and the Blazers, their deep runs. So they're going to need these two guys to really step up in the postseason, Jonas. This is that part where experience matters. Um, the, the knowing your game, the knowing your body, the knowing the pace of the game. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's great to note that these guys are doing it, but, it, but it's almost something that I feel should be expected at this point in their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the fact that it's, you know, you're seeing that reflect and they are still coming through speaks to the fact that they, they still have that it factor mm-hmm. in the NBA. And, uh, there, there's, there's just not much to, to, too much to add to that. You know, right. they, you, you spoke to, you spoke to their experience, and, and this is where they're going to have to tell. You know, you're getting into a series where you play the same team for a minimum of, of, of four games in a row or three games in a row, and, and you're going to have to adjust every night and know that your opponent is adjusting to you. Mm-hmm. And the veteran experience of, of being able to tell the guys, hey. We might have lost last night, or we won last night. Let's keep it even keel because we still have a mission to accomplish. Exactly right. Couldn't say it better than that. So LMA and Demar have been uh, pretty much, whew, been studs in these last uh, six games, and I think it was about phenomenal. Time they, they've been, yeah, they they get their due, and I'm glad uh, Jonas and I did that right here on Locked On Spurs. Uh, we're gonna take our final break. We get back. We're gonna put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. We are back, and I'm joined by Jonas Clark. Make sure to, uh, well, 
tune into the shows that he uh, helps uh, bring to you in San Antonio. Uh, Jonas, what's going on with uh, the Chris Duell Show and the Sports Grind over at Ticket 760? You know, uh, with both of them, it's been pretty heavy uh, commander's talk as, you know, we're halfway through that season, sitting on top of the Western Conference. There's been a lot of focus there. Will they or won't they get Johnny Manziel um, on, on both shows? Uh, NFL free agency has been crazy. But uh, I think the highlight to them both, you know, this is San Antonio, it's a first town, and uh, the success that they've had as of late. Um, really starting to hit that stride uh, and, and feel confident in a potential run. All right. Well, how can fans listen to the shows that you uh, help produce? And where on the radio dial, you know, what, what times are these shows slotted at? Well, it's a ticket 760 on your AM radio. And I know lots of people aren't walking around with a Walkman radio or anything <laughs> like that anymore. Uh, we get more than enough car time in, in San Antonio traffic. Uh, but you can always hear uh, the, the Chris Duell Show, Crystal Clear, on the iHeartRadio app. Stream it live. You can also uh, stream the sports grind that way. Uh, both shows have podcasts. You can find uh, the sports grind, sports grind podcast on, uh, on SoundCloud and the Chris Duell Show podcast uh, on the iHeartRadio app. Just type in the Chris Duell Show. Uh, you can follow them both on Twitter, at Sports Grind on Twitter, uh, at Chris Duel on Twitter, um, and uh, of course at Ticket Seven Sixty. Yeah, make sure to give um, Jonas a follow on Twitter. Uh, what? Yeah, go ahead and give out your Twitter name uh, just uh, one more time for the fans can give you a follow. You got it. Well, my Twitter handle is at Jark Clonus. Uh, I'm really active during the the two shows. The Sports Grind goes um, live two to five every day. And then Chris Duell follows them up five to seven. So I'm sitting in that same chair, keeping it warm. I feel bad for whoever <laughs> follows me up in there uh, because it's a, a pretty warm chair by the end. Uh, but pretty active uh, during those times. Uh, everything Spurs, uh, Commanders, a little bit of NBA everywhere, uh, football focus uh, for sure in the NFL. Uh, and and uh, I love my Browns too. So there's yes. a lot of that content. <laughs> yes, I, I saw on your Twitter today. You're very happy of the new acquisition your Browns got. Uh, well, it's by the time we listen to this show yesterday. So, do you have uh, that special jersey already on order? I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, but I, I have a couple of T-shirts. Uh, some local uh, T-shirt companies up in Cleveland that I support. Um, they've already got some out, artwork out there. So I've got some T-shirts in my shopping cart um, just ready for me to put in my credit card number. <laughs> I bet. Uh, okay, before I let you go, um, Spurs-Knicks uh, coming up uh, soon. Uh, how do you see uh, that game going down? I think that uh, the Spurs take this one uh, because they lost the one up in New York, right? And, and yeah. that was uh, – Chris says it all the time. you got to win the games you're supposed to win. The Spurs were supposed to win that night. Um, but it was the rodeo road trip and they didn't mm-hmm. show up, uh, call it what you will. But I think that was kind of washed that funk off the franchise. Got to emphasize that end there on the funk. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the Spurs got to take this one. They're coming in hungry. They're coming in energetic. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it, it, it's here at the AT&T center. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. No, you're right. It's at the so, AT&T center. Yeah. So and they they performed 
lights out uh, here in front of the home crowd. The home crowd, you know, of course, I'm sure everybody's just asking that they show up, continue to support the team as we make a, a run, uh, not just into the first round. I know, I know everybody's focused on the first round of the playoffs, and you got to take baby steps, but uh, I think that it's not too far out there to say that the Spurs have uh, higher goals this year. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope that uh, higher go is uh, beyond the first round and and then some in the Western Conference postseason. Uh, but yeah, but that's going to put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. But we need to hear what you think. What do you think about the DeJounte Murray and D. White pairing up next season? Is that going to be an issue or not? Or are you actually pretty much chomping at the bit for it? Let us know. And what about LMA and DeMar DeRozan? Do you think... Um, you know, the Spurs go as far as they go, or um, are you simply just taking a kind of a, a little pause and want to see how the end of the season plays out for these two uh, Spurs stars? You can let me know on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Email me at Jeff Garcia74 at gmail.com. And of course, everywhere that Jonah's just finished telling you about, uh, how you can follow him and listen to the shows that he helps on Ticket 760 on your AM radio dial. Uh, but y'all, y'all are on AM or FM? Uh, AM radio. AM radio. Okay, I didn't know you, you uh-huh. y'all got FM yet. Okay, so that's ticket 760 AM, just to be clear, the listeners. But, or crystal clear on the iHeartRadio app, of course. Exactly, yeah. So you, there's no excuse for your uh, listeners right now to not hear what uh, your two shows are producing out uh, weekly. So for Jonas Clark, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Mm-hmm.